Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. If you will, turn with your Bibles to Luke chapter 10 and verse verse 41. I'm going to read a, a familiar story and talk to, to us about a thought that uh, God has laid on my heart. And, I, and it's something that we all deal with. Luke chapter 10, verse 41, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. If you'll lay your Bibles down and, and join me in prayer today for, for this anointing. Lord Jesus, touch us today, Lord. We ask, Lord Jesus, to anoint me, Lord Jesus, this vessel, Lord Jesus, to share this word, Lord Jesus, that you've laid on my heart, Lord Jesus. Touch this on this beautiful group of people today, Lord Jesus. Anoint them, Lord Jesus, that, that the word will settle in their hearts today, Lord. Lord Jesus, touch us and anoint us with your presence and with your anointing today. Lord, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. I'm gonna read the same scripture again out of the, out of the Message Bible, just to kind of clear it, up, you know, just give us another different version of that. In the Message Bible, it says, "The Master said, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. One thing only is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course, and it won't be taken from her." Verse 40, 42 is in another translation. Translation, I read, I says it this way. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. Today I want to talk to you about distractions. From the, before this service ever began today, from the early hours of this morning of this service, there's been distractions that's come, tried to come against this service. This service is, since this very first song that was played, there's been distractions. In this place. For every musician, every singer, there's been distractions. From every person here came to worship, there's been distractions. I was, God has, had, had used me through ministries of different kinds throughout my ministries, but even through the speakers are distracted. God dealt with me, used me, and kind of got me through some of this when I first started going to the Lafayette County Jail. Because when we first started going to the Lafette County Jail, we had services in the dorms. And when you were sitting in the dorms speaking, there was a room built up. They had bunk beds on one side of the room, showers and toilets and all that stuff on the left side of the room. And they had two tables with, with mounted chairs all the way around the two tables with a TV above one of the tables. As you sat at the table to, to do this lesson or Bible study, Whoever wanted to come to the Bible study just got up out of their bunk and come to the table. As while you were speaking, you had people taking showers, like by like the door from you, had people sleeping in the bunks, 
had people watching the television because they would turn the sound down, but it still was on. Throughout this time, I've you know people go to sleep in service. It got me through that if somebody goes to sleep in a church service, at least they're maybe kind of hide it. They're in that service there in Bible studies. They would actually put pillows over their head to drown you out. So today, if you're here, you don't put a heat pillow over your head. You're not you're gonna be no distraction because I've seen we've seen it all during football season. You could draw a crowd by just sitting at the table that was underneath the TV because the ones that was wanting to watch the football game would gather around the back of the table. And as you were sharing your Bible study, they would be standing there, you're listening to you part of the time, but watching the TV, and you start seeing them dance around. Sometimes you think, well, they may be getting a hold of what I got, what I'm saying. <laughs> when you really realize their football team just scored a touchdown. <laughs> so, so, so distractions, you got to get over distractions because there's no telling what might be going on in the middle of a service. And whatever, in them type of services, they no tell what might go on. So distractions was something that you got over. Brother T.F. Tenney titled one of his books is The Main Thing is to Keep the Main Thing the Main Thing. And that's so much true. If we keep what the main thing is, if we'll keep him the main thing in our life, nothing else matters. And so often I've said, this time I'm not going to fail. Or this time I'm going to keep walking straight. But by the by, one point or another, something always seems to clip me from behind in my walk with God. But and through all this time, I've asked my finally asked myself this question. I says, Why? Why do things keep coming up behind me and clipping me from behind? I decided it with some research. I figured out that it was the things that we was allowing into our lives that distract us from God. It's why we always, before we knew it, something else took us down. Not all these things are bad in nature. In fact, a lot of them aren't. But they become a problem when we allow them to distract us from our walk with God. You know, these things I'm talking about today are anything from a job, from a car, sports events, media there's so many other things. This list could go on and on of things that distracts us. Some of these things in nature are not bad. But if they're distracting us from God, that's when they become wrong. There's so many of these things in this world that fight for our time. And we allow them to take too much. Well, we lose our focus on God. The answer is not always not necessarily to cut all these distractions out. Because some things we have to have in our life. We have to live in this world. But we're not of this world. But we, some things we do need to cut out of our life. The things that keeps, keeps drawing us away from God. Some of these things we have to cut out. But we have to realize in all things, the things that are distracting us. And we need to keep them in check. We need to make sure what, how much time of our time they're taking up. I'm going to talk just a few things about a few things today that are commonly that distracts us. First one would probably one that we all would have guessed is money or a job or getting money or the lack of money. That is always it becomes a distraction in our life. We all need it to live in this world, but we must not be owned by it. Money itself is not an interference. 
because we all, the church needs it. Everybody needs it to survive. But in our walk with God, but the love of money is where it becomes an interference in our life. I think the passage of Matthew 6 and verse, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. This is a lengthy reading, but I want to read it today because I feel this sums up how our life is. Verse 19 says, Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through to steal. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore the eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one or love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye not, you cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take not, no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather unto barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic unto his stature? And why take ye thought of raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whither all shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. So in a nutshell, if we trust God, He will take care of us. If He'll take care of the, the, the birds in the field, He'll feed the birds. The birds don't have to work to get feed. God supplies that. If we'll put our trust in God, in that name that Brother Boyd was talking about this morning, if we put our trust in that, He will take care of us. It does, I doesn't, I'm not saying this morning that we should quit our jobs and not earn money. Because the Bible gives, talks stern about supplying for our families. But we just need to realize that God is more important. And He is way so much more capable of taking care of us. Money might be the blood flow of this world, but it's not the blood flow of those who are in Jesus. Faith is. If we put our faith in Him, He will supply our needs. The next distraction is probably one of the biggest ones we face today. And that is media. 
It is so easy to get caught up in media. When we say media, we talk about the Internet, TV, movies, video games, newspapers, Facebook. The list can go right on and on. Media is so dangerous because it's so easy to get consumed in it. Today, while I've probably been speaking here, I hope nobody's checked, but there's probably been people who've had notifications of somebody liking your post or somebody commented on your post or if somebody has tweeted your tweet or whatever, however else all that stuff goes. But all that media is so easy to get consumed in. Anybody here ever, ever sat down to see the, on Facebook people, I'm talking to the Facebook people. Anybody that has ever sat down to see the, just check their notifications and wound up sitting there for hours at the time reading other people's posts. It's so easy to get sucked in to media. Everywhere we turn, there's some sort of media that's in our face. And the worst part of that is it's getting worse, and getting worse is it's littered with filth. Almost every TV commercial, every advertisement on the Internet is trying to convince us that there's something missing in our lives, and they are the ones that can feel that need. As you look at advertisements or on anything you look at, they're trying to tell us how we should look or how we should feel about something, how we should act. This is trying to give us the way we should live our life. But they're teaching us what is what is right from wrong. They're trying to tell us all this stuff. I can literally go on and on about media and how distracting it is, but the key to overcoming media is to be wise in what we watch what we read, what we play, and what we allow, and as to the parents, what we allow our kids to watch, what are we watching our kids read? Because we're, we should be their protection. If we're going to guard our homes, if somebody was to break into our home to, to, to do harm to our child, we would make a scene, as they said at men's conference. We would make a scene and, and do something about it. So what's the difference if somebody's coming into our home through media to attack our kids? We shouldn't make a scene on that. We should make sure what they're watching, what they're reading, and how much time that they and we spend in media. We should always be willing to give it up. And quite honestly, some of the things we don't indulge in, we need to give up. If something is pure filth, we shouldn't give it any time to influence us, no matter how funny or how cool. Because the media, because Hollywood has got us, got the society, I'm I'm saying us, I'm saying society, to laugh at things, laugh at sin, call it what it is, laugh at sin to the point that we accepted it. Made it funny, made people laugh, and now we accept it as a society. They, or they use cool people, the people everybody likes, to portray these, these things out on, in media. And then it became, a, became accepted because the cool people were doing it. So all through media is just a, just a distraction to draw us away from God. <clears throat> the next one I'm going to talk about is one that, when I say it, is, is kind of you know, off, off, awkward. It's, it's church or religion, church or church activities. You know, church can be a, activities can be a distraction from our walk with God. 
Like I said, we, we draw everything to church, but, but, but if you're getting focused on the activities and on not pursuing God himself, many reasons I see is that we pursue church activities but forget to pursue God. It's so easy to go to church, well, just to go to church for a social. But the real reason we should be going to church is to refuel for our week by coming together with fellow believers and drawing strength and gaining from God instead of just getting tied up and just doing the, doing it as a walk. Also, somewhere along the way in many churches, and I'm not saying this church, I'm saying many churches, people have gotten the idea that we have to pretend at church. We can't let let our weaknesses show. We got to pretend that everything's right. We got our tie tied right. We got our jacket on, got our hair combed straight. We walk around in this stained glass masquerade and people that have a weakness in their life are scared to let it down, let down their weakness and show their weakness because they get looked down upon. That's the opposite of what a church is supposed to be. A church is supposed to be a real body of believers. It's supposed to be a place where you can show your weaknesses. A place where you can come to get help. Because that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the hospital for the hurting. The hospital for the ones that needs help. We're supposed to help each other. Hold each other up. Pray for each other. And love one another. We need to keep church from becoming distractions from God by making making and pursuing God before we pursue just things in church. I've, I've said this because I'm saying this, and I say some people may be taking it wrong, but I've, I've worked around the church for many years. And I found myself, I worked in the sound room, and I found the, the sound, word, sound room making sure the music is just right, and that is important. But I found that to be a distraction because my obligation to that sound room became a distraction. When, the God, when God was trying to move and try to do something in my life, I let that sound room be a distraction. And I stayed there in that sound room when I should have been up here at the altar. It's so easy, even though if we play our instruments, and, and, I, and like I said, I'm not, I don't play an instrument and I don't sing, so I'm kind of out on a limb here, but sometimes we allow that instrument to become a distraction. Because we say, well, if I quit playing, we're not going to have music. Or if I quit playing, it's not going to sound just right. But that becomes a distraction if we need to be getting something from God today because then then we'll find ourselves like Martha. We're doing works, but we're not getting what things that matters in our life. Luke chapter 10, just a couple of scriptures before I read in my opening text, in verse 38, it says, Now it came to pass as they went, that they entered into the certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister, sister hath left me alone to serve? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus said, answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, Thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Here, here Martha was wanting Jesus to get on to Mary, because she says, I'm working, and I'm trying to make your, your stay here pleasant. She's trying to make your, the, 
the, the music sound writer. She was trying to make everything. Bring that into our terms. That's what she's trying to do. When we actually need to get in the presence of God and do what we do, because we, so many times we get distracted on what's going on happening the rest of the day. I've done it myself many times. I've been here, had a message I had to speak it just an hour or so later after I church dismissed here. And my mind was on that, and I missed out what our pastor or whatever minister still was standing behind this desk because I was worried about the message I was going to have to speak in just a few minutes later and just a little ride away from here. And I missed out. Was I, was, I had my mind on God. Yeah, I had my mind on God. But I was missing out on what? God had them for me right then. Ourself or us is a, one of the biggest distractions in our life. We are by nature sinful. And if we live by our nature, we'll get close, we won't not get close to God. That is why we need to die to ourselves and live in Christ. But not, not, but no matter what we do, there will be a constant battle within ourselves, between our spirit and our flesh. Today is one of our biggest distractions is we allow our flesh to dictate where we at in our life. This is why we need to constantly allow God to search our hearts. In Psalms 139 and 23, the Bible says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's so much true. We need to do that every day. We need to let him look inside of us and search us and take care of all the things in our life. If there's any wicked in us, we need him to take care of that. That constant struggle is a strong, constant struggle to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and not become distracted by the passing concerns and the things of this world. So many times in our life we get so tied up with what we got to do tomorrow, what we got to do later today. The stomach that's growling inside right now because it's almost after lunchtime. That becomes a distraction because we, we almost pre-dismiss sometimes before the service overs. I'm getting coming to a close. Today, I feel this in my presence. I felt this this morning when I was preparing. God wants to do something in this house today. But if we let the enemy dis- distract us, well, what are we going to do this afternoon? Or what are we going to do tomorrow? Or what we got to do this week? He can let us be distracted and we can gather up our things and we can leave. As we stand today, <clears throat> we have to be aware of what we can do and what, what things does in our life to interfere with our walk with God. We can begin to take necessary actions to prevent them. But Matthew 6 and 33 says we, we must remember, we must remember, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you as well. As today is, as we've, we've closed this service out, let's be like, let's be like Mary. She was at Jesus' feet. She didn't matter what was going on. She didn't matter what was, how many, loads of dirty clothes she had she was worried about jesus because he was she was in his presence right then today we're in we're in his presence if you have a need in your life don't get distracted by this world don't get distracted by what everything is at because we're at jesus's feet today if you got a need in your life 
Come to Jesus' feet and take care of it. Don't worry about the distractions of this world. As they play today, as we come forward, if you have a need in your life, come forward and, and take care of that need today. And don't be distracted by this world. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.